Howdy ha! Welcome to the MR Running Pains Podcast. Hello everybody. This is Aaron Saft. Um, coming to you once again. I'm traveling back from New York um, from the 50K Championships. Um, had uh, had nothing but time. Um, you may hear my blinker because I am driving, but um, just wanted to get some thoughts out. Um, you know, it's, I had a podcast with my old coach. We kind of talked a little bit about it, but I didn't want to take up his too much of his time with kind of going deeper into this. And I also wanted a little bit more time to process and analyze everything that, that went on, uh, during the race. So, um, I took away a few things and that's what I want to get into. Um, we're going to talk a lot about, you know, the mental, the mental part of racing, when you have to go deep, um, when you should call it a day if you're hurt, um, you know, when, when should you take that DNF? Uh, DNFs, they sting. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say I, I feel great about having to pull out of it. Um, I, I realize I didn't have much of a choice. I probably would have hurt myself worse had I continued. Um, so, you know, there really was no choice other than stepping off the course and, and taking a DNF, even though it was at such a late stage in the race. I only had eight miles to go in the 50K. That was, that was tough to stomach. I knew I probably could have finished, but on that pain that I was feeling, I may have caused myself to be out longer than, you know, what I have to right now. Um, my wife is also really good at uh, helping me process and analyze myself, my performances, my injuries. Uh, she feels, she hasn't seen me yet, obviously. I'm kind of traveling home alone, so I've, I've had nothing but more time in my headspace. So, uh, but she feels it's an acute injury. So I want to go back to the moment it happened when, uh, when I was running. Is it probably lap, lap five or six? Again, it was a 10 lap race. 5k laps, um, multiple 90 degree turns. And, uh, we're going to, you know, let's, let's talk about a few things that probably went wrong, um, due to the type of runner I am. So, um, obviously a, we're running on a flat course, very, very flat course. Um, and again, multiple 90 degree turns. Uh, I chose the, the Hoka Rincon, um, due to its lighter weight. Um, so, um, I had this pain one other time. Those of you who have seen my, my Facebook post, um, you know that when I ran Boston, um, in 2000, I think it was 2008 or nine, um, I had three stress fractures. I ended up finishing the race, but, um, I was in a lot of pain, um, and at that time, I was wearing the, uh, the Mizuno Wave, let me think, I uh, thought of it this morning, um, it'll come back to me, um, but um, anyhow, Ronin, the Wave Ronin, that's the, the model it was, um, it, uh, when I looked at the wear pattern of the Ronin, um, I realized, you know, with my foot strike, 
Now, when we when we analyze gate, bear with me as I get geeky for a second here. Um, my foot strikes laterally. Now, we, we tend to, if we're heel striking, we tend to strike that lateral edge, that outside edge. Um, I'm striking more midfoot, but even so, my foot comes down towards the outside of the shoe. Uh, that Ronin had the wave plate in it. Uh, Mizuno's nose for their, their wave plate technology, which creates a lot more structure to most of their models. They're not as responsive or, or even flexible enough for a, a foot that strikes as laterally as mine. I need something very flexible that will allow me to, you know, pronate to neutral inward as much as possible. And that model was obviously keeping me lateral. So I was putting extreme pressure towards the outside of my foot with each foot strike. In a road race, a race where the surface is consistent for 26.2 miles, that's a lot of consistent foot strikes on the outside of my foot. So I continued to come down laterally each time on the outside of my foot. My stress fractures occurred in the outermost um, we'll say phalange um, or ray uh, so the, the last bone the second to last bone and actually the fourth so uh, from the inside it would be the the second bone so I I had three stress fractures that that surfaced during that race that all to say that that's the type of pain I was feeling yesterday uh, I was feeling like something went wrong in my foot when I talked to my wife, she said, well, what happened? Do you remember a certain moment where something popped or you tweaked something? So, you know, I, I went back and I remembered there was this one right-hand turn. It was, again, a 90-degree turn, and my foot just landed awkwardly off the, the side of the... We were coming across the sidewalk um, into the, uh, the dirt on the inside, and I kind of stumbled. Um, for some reason, it just... I, I landed awkwardly trying to make the turn. I, my foot plant wasn't good, and um, I, you know, it started to hurt after that. That's, you know, that's what I remember. Um, was an awkward plant, and just it's, you know, it started feeling that same pain every time I made a turn thereafter, um, and especially on the right hand turns. Um, my foot was just really hurting. Uh, if you picture the ball of your head, like. Uh, excuse me, the ball of your foot, um, that that last bone um, on the outside of your right foot, that was like on fire and right behind it, just that whole ray was just on fire every time I made a turn after that. And again, that's like, I'm, I want to say lap six. So I got into lap seven and it was just starting to hurt no matter which way I made a turn. Uh, it was just, you know, feeling that stress, that point of, of, uh, of pain. So, um, when I came around and, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about this with my old coach. When I came around for lap seven, I said, something is wrong with my foot. Um, so I got into lap eight and, you know, it, it like it really began to affect me. Um, it was happening just running. I was just feeling pain, just that stabbing sensation every time I did a foot strike. And it got to the point where it was slowing me down because it just was too painful to, to land on it. 
um, which obviously sent up a ton of red flags for me. Anytime that I'm having to, you know, change my gait or have an extreme pain on, on a foot strike, um, it's, you know, that's a sign that it's time to, time to pull a plug. Um, you know, I was, uh, I posted on Facebook, my splits, uh, I hadn't really looked at my watch. Um, so I, you know, I, I didn't even know what pace I was running. Uh, but when I looked at my splits, I was well ahead of, you know, what we talked about. Um, I mean, I had, I had been consistently running, um, you know, 610 to 620, uh, with, uh, the third mile of each loop being in a headwind. So when you look at those splits, you can see there's about a 10 second difference between my first and second mile and the third mile of each loop. And that's the, the headwind that we faced. It was a, a sustained, I don't even know what it was. The, the prediction was 10 to 20 mile per hour winds. Um, you know, and as I kind of said, I was, I was alone. Um, there was, I wasn't running with anybody. I didn't have anybody to, you know, share the, the breaking, um, the headwind, you know, somebody to get in front of me. Uh, I, I didn't have that option. I just was, you know, passing others to sustain my pace. So, um, it, you know, which it can create fatigue. That's for sure. Um, and I was, I was starting to feel it, you know, I was starting to feel that, that, that fatigue setting in, but at the same time, you know, my foot just, it, it really, really hurt and started to hamper me. I knew I wasn't, I wasn't landing on it. I was trying to not land on the side of my foot. I was changing my form just to try to, you know, change my foot strike to, to try to accommodate this pain and, uh, and keep moving forward, which, you know, anytime you do that, that's, that's the time that you got to say, you know, let's live to fight another day. Um, which was tough, um, you know, to, to come to that realization, you know, to train for months for this, this goal race. Um, you know, I, you know, put in tons of hours of training, um, strength training, running, you know, I, I mean, I, I changed my dietary habits. I did everything for this race to, to try to make it the best race possible. Um, so, you know, to have that as an end result, it's tough. That's, you know, that's, that's one of the toughest things of running is to accept that. Um, but it being outside my control, uh, I have to say, yeah, that's awful. It's, you know, it's, it's not obviously my, the outcome I wanted, but again, I live to run another day. I live to have another opportunity. Um, it's, it's tough when you're getting older, especially, uh, you know, we talk about the aging athlete now at 42, um, you know, you don't have as many opportunities. I, I probably would have PR'd yesterday, um, by a significant amount. I was on pace to run sub 320. My PR is 325. I did that when I was, uh, 31. So, you know, 11 years later, that, that shows promise. It shows me I probably still can PR at the 50k distance, which is awesome. Um, I, you know, I'm definitely going to take another crack at it, uh, running another fast 50k. I don't want to say that's the end. Um, and you know, I I was kind of thinking this morning as I was driving about how how did I become able to accept these things? How how was I able to move on from such a frustrating setback? Um, 
And the, the first race that I can really think of that it, it was even at a higher magnitude uh, of importance. I was uh, I was running. I was one of my last collegiate steeplechase events on the track. We went to Stanford. Uh, it was the year 2000, so it's an Olympic year. Um, goal was to qualify for NCAAs with the potential of getting um, a, uh, a B standard to go to the Olympic trials in the in the steeple. I needed to run 8:45 or faster, and uh, things were going amazing. I I was having the race of my life. I needed about 70 seconds per lap in order to uh, to, to make that standard. Um, so a minute 10 per 400 meters. Those of you that don't know what the steeplechase is, the steeplechase is a 3,000 meter race, so just under two miles. There are wooden barriers. Uh, picture a, uh, a f- let's say a four by four uh, wooden um, board that's horizontal. Uh, it's lifted like a hurdle. You can step on it or you can hurdle it, but understand they don't move. When you see the hurdles on TV and they kick those hurdles or hit them with their knee, those hurdles will move. What we call the barrier in the steeplechase, if you hit it, it doesn't move. It doesn't give. So you can see where this is going. (laughs) I was uh, well ahead of my pace. I had been running about 67 to 68 seconds per lap. I could have run, you know, much slower. I could have been probably 75 seconds on my last lap and still qualified and earned a NCA spot and qualified for the Olympic trials. I was, um, you know, I, I was in a, I was in such a good mental space. I was even going to, you know, had enough energy that I was going to kick and man, I, I don't know what I was thinking. It didn't matter what place I was going to take. It honestly did not matter, but I look back. I look back to see where the next guy was. And to my frustration, <laughs> I get emotional thinking about it. You know, I, I look back and I, I saw where the guy was and I turned around and there was the barrier. Smack dab in front of me, right in front of me. No room to hurdle. I had taken my mind off of where the next barrier was for an instant. And turned around and there it was. You know, I mean, what more can you say? Like, that's, you know, such a, oh, God, I I tried to jump. I tried to get on top of it. Did everything by my power. You can't put your hands down. If you put your hands down, you get disqualified. And there it was. (laughs) The freaking barrier. I hit my knee. It took me out of the race. I couldn't walk. I had a contusion in my knee. Thankfully, I didn't break it. But my knee swelled up instantaneously. I couldn't get up. I couldn't put pressure on it. I mean, I lived that moment. It's one of those moments that you don't want to let define you. But it's, I mean, obviously, you can hear it in my voice. It still hurts. (laughs) You dream big sometimes. Man, to know you could have gone to NCAAs, to know you probably could have been at the Olympic trials, it's just, 
man, I'm sorry for for welling up here, but that was hard. It took me a long time to get over that. To you know, to know I was so close, and for have that you know ripped away because of a careless mistake, my own mistake. I take responsibility for that. I did something stupid. Like I realized that. That's that's on me. You know, and I look back, you know, going back to yesterday, and when I started talking about the Ronin and landing laterally, you know, I, it it made me wonder had I had I chosen poorly, you know, had I had I chosen the wrong footwear for that race? Did I go too minimal? You know, did I did I have enough of a flexible shoe? You know, what what variables could I controlled? Was it within my my power to to potentially have had a different outcome? You know, so I don't want to make that mistake again. I can't change yesterday. No, that's that's for sure. I can't change that steeplechase. You know, I, I learned from it for sure. You know, I, <laughs> I I have to be more attentive. I have to, you know, stay in the moment in, in every race. Race within myself. Control the variables I can. And that's why I asked myself, was, did I have everything that I, you know, right? Did I wear the right footwear? Was I, you know, was I landing too minimal, like too laterally with too minimal of, of footwear? I, you know, and then... I said to my, you know, my wife, we had a conversation this morning and I asked her what she thought. She thinks it was more just the, the, the tweak of, uh, of, you know, of that step off. It could have happened in anything. It could have happened in any footwear. It could have been worse in something else. The Carbon X is, uh, is stiffer. That's the other shoe I was thinking of wearing. I, you know, with it being stiffer, I may have rolled my ankle. I don't know. You know, I, I, I really don't know, but it was the that that moment where my foot went off. I tweaked it somehow. Hopefully, it's not a, a stress fracture or a stress reaction. Hopefully, it's just like she said, an acute injury that's just going to take a little time to heal. I was going to take this week off anyway, um, but you know, it's it's dealing with that those moments analyzing it what if what if what if what if yeah there's there's a lot of what ifs right and it's it's good it's good to analyze it's good to process it's good to think about these things so we don't make the mistake we don't let that happen again so when you go through you know i i'd like to have my athletes write a race report you know it's i I send them a, a form it's you know kind of a questionnaire asking them questions and, and making them analyze their races. How was their nutrition? How was their gear choices? Where did you feel strong? Where did you feel weak? What do we need to work on? What do you want to see? So ask yourself those questions. You know, if, if you want that questionnaire, just, just email me, runningpains at gmail.com. I'll send it to you. You can, you can do it yourself. Analyze yourself. You know, like have somebody else look at it. Get a, get a second opinion. You know, Ask me. Ask anyone. Like it's, it's good to have the that second perspective. That's why I asked my wife. You know, it's she's got such great perspective. Some, you know, just, just think about things. Think about, think about your outcome. What went right? What went wrong? You know, and and let yourself 
reflect on it. It may take a few days. I'm still reflecting. I'm still thinking. But this is all fresh in my mind, and that's why I wanted to get it out. Talk about it with you guys. You know, let you hear about my experience, what I'm learning. Share that with you all. The other thing is mentally. A lot of times mentally, we shut down. We get in that dark space. There's that, that, you know, some refer to it as like the pain cave. That, that darkness. Mentally, we're, we're, we're tired. We're frustrated. We don't feel good. You know, things aren't going right. We all have those moments in races. How do you prepare for that? How do you prepare yourself for that, that, that really, that moment where you're on the brink of just, of quitting? What do you do? Man, there's, there's, there's so many things, right? Let's, let's talk a few things. A lot of times you'll hear like, well, what's your why? Right? Everybody talks about what's your why? What, what's the reason that you're doing this? Well, a lot of times our why, it, 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 even if it's super strong, super strong, it's, it, it can't get you through that moment. You know, it, it's, you may have somebody that, that's suffering. You want to do it for them. I've had those races. You know, I, I have family that are, they're suffering from cancer. And I, 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 I think about how much they're suffering how much you know my friends go through how they're suffering through cancer they're suffering through ALS what you know all of these these problems our world has it doesn't you know it, it doesn't have a flash in the pan when you're suffering like I'm I'm not I'm not saying their suffering has has you know their suffering is is so much worse than ours and that's what I try to remember my suffering is nothing compared to what they go through that that's what I try to remember you know and that's hard that's hard to recognize when you're in that moment of weakness so what else can we do you know like yeah it's like yeah you're trying to remember how much others suffer that's that's a great start but you need practice with that suffering too so how do we practice so cuz a lot of times it's really hard to replicate right that 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 dark time in, a, in an ultra that dark time in a marathon when you're hurting when it hurts and it's you're trying to push on nobody wants that dnf right I love that that old saying that nothing always gets worse. Forgive me if I butchered that, but there are going to be brighter times. You will come around, right? You may need to take a moment. You may need to take a moment at an aid station if you have the time, if you're not facing a cutoff. You may need to recoup just to regather your thoughts, your your body, give it a second, eat some food, right? Get yourself together. 
So, in training, this is what I suggest. Whether you're training for a marathon or 100 miles, 200 miles, we all have those those moments where it's 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 tough. So we have to make those. We have to replicate those times in our training. We have to create that fatigue. So create runs, workouts. That's going to replicate that. A lot of times in a marathon, you're going to get to 18, 20 miles, and it's going to feel like you have a gorilla that hopped on your back. So I want you to create runs that's going to throw that gorilla on your back. That may mean that you have to go faster than marathon pace in order to, to replicate that, that gorilla. You're going to have to run a tempo run so that's going to be faster than your marathon pace and really create that excruciating pain and understand that you can get through it. You can keep moving. For the, the people that are doing the longer distances... Create back-to-back efforts. We talk about back-to-back long runs. I need you on the first day of those back-to-back days to somehow make yourself so fatigued. For those of you training for a flatter race, make that first day at an uncomfortable pace. Like I was talking about with the marathon. It doesn't have to be a tempo run. But something that by the end of that duration, the end of that long run, you have whooped yourself. You are fatigued. You don't know how the heck you're going to come back tomorrow. And then make yourself come back tomorrow. Make yourself go out on that tired body. Recognize that you can keep moving. You can keep going forward. That's what these people that are doing these long trails do. They, they keep going day after day, fatigued, sleep deprived. Our body is amazing. It is capable of more than we could ever imagine. And it's only when you get into those situations and create those situations through training that you can rely on those situations and remember, yeah, I've been through this. I can deal with this. That is going to change your game. That is going to make you physically and mentally stronger. Don't do it all the time. That's not, <laughs> that's not what I'm suggesting. Maybe, you know, do it, I'd say, like twice in a training block. You know, and maybe if you have a four-month training block, you do one in month two and one in month three so that it's far enough away from your goal event that it's not going to affect that goal event. And maybe you do it day one, you do in another event. You do a a build-up race in which you can totally obliterate yourself. And then the next day, try to come back. Even if you have to go out there and hike most of it, get your butt out there, work through that fatigue, remember that fatigue, and remember what you accomplished that second day. 
Now, in between the two, you have to focus on recovery. You have to sleep. You have to eat. You have to do everything right so that you recover and you're not going to put yourself too deep in the hole. And especially after that second day, you need to replicate that recovery process again and for the next few days after that. I wouldn't be responsible if I didn't say recovery is huge after that weekend. And you may need to take it easy for that that week following. Make sure you recover from that because you're going to put yourself deep. But that memory, when you go into it, knowing you've been through it and you can get through it, that's going to create a whole new mental game for you. That's, you know, when I get out there, that's what I rely on is those memories that I've been through before. Sure, my, my whys, they, they help me a lot. In those latter miles, when I, when I think about the ones I love, when I think about how much I love running, when I think about what I've been through, when I think about what others have gone through. Maybe I didn't phrase that enough or properly last time, but when you think about others suffering and it makes yours so minuscule, that's the message I'm trying to get across is put yourself in the right mental space. Understand that your pain is temporary. Understand there is a finish line. The other thing you have to understand, and that's what I go back to when I first started this conversation, is that there are times when it is time to pull the plug. There's times where it's not okay to continue. No matter how strong your why is, no matter how much you want to seek that finish line, if you are hurt and you can do yourself more damage by going forward, that's the time where you have to say enough is enough. After that, it's learning to process it, to cope with that, to move on from it, to learn from it, and to know that there's going to be other opportunities. That's the hardest thing when we get to some of these races, though we get to the big ones I understand that I, I really do you got into western states you got into hard rock you got into UTMB it's it's those you have to make your decisions is it worth it to finish that race and finish with an injury that may take you months to recover from or weeks to recover from you have to make that decision that's tough that's really really tough you know I I, I don't know I, you know I I'd rather take a shorter time and take the chance of, of getting to go back than to potentially create an injury that you know maybe affects my career something that becomes long term rather than something I could 
heal short term. So when I look back at yesterday, I have to look at the fact that I ran a lot faster than what I had anticipated. That's a success to me. Excuse me. That's a that's a huge success to me. I, I didn't anticipate I was going to run that fast, especially with the headwind we had. So my takeaway from that is I live to run another day, and I know I have the fitness to run a lot faster than what I had anticipated. I think I can still PR, and that's exciting to me. That's motivation for me to train again, get my butt back out there, find a fast 50K, and try again. Rather than be upset and frustrated that my foot hurts, I mean, I'm sitting here driving, I'm alone, it's throbbing, <laughs> it's, it's annoying, but I guess that's part of the process, right? It's part of running. It's part of life. You don't always get what you want. You don't always get what you worked for. That's, that's part of it right? Sometimes we do, and we have to be grateful for those moments when we do. Life's full of experiences, positives and negatives. I'm here to share every experience. You know, I'm I'm not trying to sugarcoat anything. Obviously, there, there was a lot of negatives from this race, but I choose to look at the positives and to walk away from it with an experience that makes me recognize that I, I am fortunate to be able to do what I do at my age, to be able to compete at this level, to be able to keep going out there, to have the support of my family, to allow me to, to travel and, and race these events. I, I'm, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for you all for listening to me expound on these experiences and topics you know nothing scripted here I just had thoughts just letting those thoughts flow some of my other podcasts I'm going to have questions for my my guests but a lot of the times I'm just going to go off the cuff and see where it goes I apologize for getting emotional on you guys, but obviously that that moment it it still means a lot to me. I know you all have those moments in your life. We recognize those and we try to move on from them. They still sting. I don't you will never forget those. The the pain's dulled. Obviously, the physical pain's gone. But I think they make us stronger. I think we can rely on those experiences to make us stronger. They can also go the other way. They can make us bitter. I guess we have to choose. 
I'm choosing to move on. I'm choosing to be a better human. I'm choosing to keep moving forward. Thank you guys for your time. My love to all. We'll talk again next time on MR Running Pains Podcast. This is Aaron Saff signing off for now.